Hello, welcome to Bill and Talk. I'm your host, Felicia Dejan. Today's episode entitled End Times, we're going to be talking about whether we are living in the last days or not. And if so, what does that mean for the body of Christ? So in today's episode, I am once again joined by my awesome co-host, my husband, Christopher Dejan. Hello, everyone. All righty. So there you go with his little radio voice, y'all. So <laughs> today we're going to start off with um, some scriptures uh, coming out of Matthew chapter 24, starting in verse 1. And Jesus went out and departed from the temple, and his disciples came to him for to show him the buildings of the temple. And Jesus said unto them, See ye not all these things? Verily I say unto you, There shall not be one left upon a stone upon another that shall not be thrown down. And as he sat upon the Mount of Olives, the disciples came unto him privately, saying, Tell us when shall these things be, and what shall be the sign of thy coming? And of the end of the world. And Jesus answered and said unto them, Take heed that no man deceive you. For many shall come in my name, saying, I am Christ, and I shall and shall deceive many, and shall hear of wars, and ye shall hear of wars and rumors of wars. See that ye be not troubled, for all these things must come to pass, but the end is not yet. For nations shall rise against nations, and kingdom against kingdom. And there shall be famines and pestilence and earthquakes in diverse places. All these things are the beginning of sorrows. So with that being said, and we've seen a lot of these things taking place, earthquakes in diverse places, pestilence, um, famines. Um, I feel like this, we are witnessing the beginning of sorrows. A part of me is like, I can't believe that we're living in such a time as this. And another part of me is like, wow. I'm witnessing the Bible fulfilling itself. How do you feel about the things that you see taking place? Well, I do think that um, um, we are we are at that time where it's the beginning of sorrows. Um, I also think that um, Jesus uh, does a good job with, with with giving us the things we need to prepare ourselves. For instance, in His answer to the disciples. Um, I think a key point to that is uh, in the beginning where he said, uh, take heed that no man deceive you. Um, in that in that instance, what he's trying to get them to grasp that the most important thing is to, to hold to your faith. More so than worrying about when the end is coming. If you hold to your faith, the end can come tomorrow and you would be in a good place after you die. And he also gives another hint um, um, towards the uh, point of of one of the verses where he tells them to uh, when there be wars and rumors of war, he said, see that you not be troubled. So he wants them to also understand that, yes, this time is going to come and that will be the beginning of sorrows. He said, but you that are his uh, to not be troubled by it. So, again, he's, 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 he's reinforcing the point of if you follow after Christ and the things that I teach you, mm-hmm. you won't have to worry about these times for those that are his. 
So I think the beginning of sorrows is a point that people should preach more so to help affect the non-believers. For those of us that are believers, our goals is to do his points, to not be deceived in an hour that's important, whether it be in your life or at the end of time. Okay. I understand that. And I also wanted to um, kind of piggyback off of you a little bit when um, we talk about, we, we talking about sorrows and the end and um, our end could very well be a personal thing. It could not necessarily be the end of the world, but the end of my life or the end of an individual's life. So I feel like kind of like getting your house in order and being prepared is something that we should always be prepared for the end result of whether it be the end of the world or the end of our own life. So I think that's important to kind of like throw that in there because a lot of times people, especially now when we see so much going on, especially with COVID, um, you know, it, it, it was kind of scary when COVID first came on the scene, you know, and then now the majority of us kind of adjusted to living this way. And that's kind of a, a sad thought when you think about the fact that we are adjusting to living this way. Um, but at the same time, it's like so many people has lost their life to this. And I believe that, yes, that COVID is a pestilence. Um, and so many people are losing their life to that. So it's like we should always preach getting your house in order in spite of being in the last days or not, because someone's last days could be a personal thing and not necessarily the end of the world. And I just kind of wanted to touch on that a little bit because a lot of times we just want to focus on the end, you know, with a, you know, when Jesus come back and some of our end comes sooner than that day. Yes, I, I agree that that's truly um, what I like to uh, uh, to ministers to folks or even just uh, have a conversation with uh, non-believers about um, their personal, uh, their personal direction in life and also, uh, what where do they see themselves when they when they die, and uh, you get a lot of times they don't care, they don't know they're young or they got plenty of time and um, multiple reasons to not even give God a try, um, and I always focus on those areas of personal uh, personal actions and reactions, right? So uh, you live your life away, and you, the way you live your life is what you're going to be rewarded from. So, and in the end, when you die, you hate to be able to to be awarded hell and then realize that what the people that told you while you were living were actually true. Right. right. Yes. That's something to think about because, you know, a lot of times, you know, even like, you know, if you want to kind of take a, uh everyday scenario, like when our parents, when we were children, our parents was warning us and trying to prepare us for adulthood. Like, you know, you know, it's a different thing when you're dependent on someone to take care of you, but it's a whole nother ball game when you have to grow up and you're the one taking care of your children so it's the same thing. It's like just like our parents prepared us for adulthood, you know, you know, we, you know, God has raised up ministers in these last days to prepare us for for the end. You know, rather like and again, like I say, whether that end be, you know, me going on to glory or the end, you know, not being surprised if the sky do part and, you know, our our king is coming, you know. So it's like we have to, you know, prepare. You know, I think we all have a responsibility, those of us who are called to preach the gospel, we all have a responsibility, especially now for such a time as this, to really prepare the people for the things that's coming and as well as having them understand the things that they are witnessing, what that really means. 
um, what, how do you feel? You feel like we're, as ministers and leaders, do you feel like they're doing a, a well enough job preparing people, the body of Christ, for, for the times we're living in? I think uh, currently with the situation with COVID and how the world's changing, that it's it's getting harder and harder for um, ministers and leaders to uh, to do their job. Um, I also believe that there's also avenues like uh, uh, online, uh, Facebook, and different avenues to continue to minister the gospel as well as TV. Um, but I think that now the the problem is for those of them, those are people that were on defense with uh, Christianity. Mm-hmm. I think they just lay back and says, "Oh well, I I, I won't go. I, it, you know, it's not meant for me to be, or meant for me to go." And I think uh, in this time, um, you, we find ourselves looking around, you know, looking looking around and seeing that, you know, where's the church or where's that feeling of of mm-hmm. Christianity at. And don't look into the world of politics because you won't find it there. Sure. Somehow people yeah. believe that it's there, but it, that's the worst place to look for Christianity because it's too much bias. Uh, they find reasons to not uphold the standards of God when it comes to uh, um, politics. So, again, we, we don't believe in uh, ministering on politics. We believe in a, a whole gospel truth. Amen. So however that looks for you, sometimes it, it doesn't look good. And sometimes people use it as combative tools, and that's yeah. definitely not our angle here. So right. we're trying to encourage the body and those that don't believe that may hear this for the first time that um, we truly have an open mind to God, and we would expect you to have the same because there's areas in your life that you really do need to address and look at from a biblical standard. Amen. Well said. Well said. And with that, I want to read the remaining scriptures. Um we finished in verse eight when it said, uh, "All these are the beginning of sorrows." And again, we're coming from Matthew chapter twenty-four, and now I'm picking up in verse nine. Then shall they deliver you up to be afflicted, and shall kill you, and ye shall be hated of all nations for my name's sake. And then shall many be offended, and shall betray one another, and shall hate one another. And many false prophets shall rise, and shall deceive many. And because iniquity shall abound, the love of many shall wax cold. But he that shall endure until the end, the same shall be saved. I just just heard my uncle ministering earlier today about prophets and, and uh, false prophets and, you know, knowing the difference. And so, again, I want to reiterate that there are so many ministers today on one accord. And there are many who are not afraid to minister the truth. But thus says the Lord, we can't dissect um, parts of the scripture and just that part that's going to, you know, uh, justify uh, what's going on in our lives right now. Because even if, you know, we talk about people who would say, oh, I had that ouch uh, moment where, you know, my toes got stepped on. So sometimes it's good for your toes to get stepped on because we have to remember God chasing those whom he loved. So with that, we can't be afraid to minister the truth. We can't be afraid to tell people the truth because I feel like this, you know, I'd rather you tell me the truth and put me back on the straight and narrow than allow me to keep going down that crooked path that's going to lead me to destruction. And too, I, I believe too many of us compromise the gospel today, compromise our ministries. When the word of God plainly says, make full proof, meaning you can't compromise because if we start compromising and feeding people itching ears, they're going to miss the meat of it. You know, they're not going to have those tools that's going to allow them to know this is what's happening. This is what's going on today. 
And this is what I need to know in order to prepare myself, you know, and it's just a shame that, um, you know, many of us, as I, I believe, come off the wall. And I believe in this dispensation, we got to, we have to get back on the wall and cry loud and spare not. There is no room at this present time for compromise and not making full proof of your ministry. Well said. I, I also think that when I was listening to you, I think the the, the big part of this um, that I, I'd like to touch on just a little is is how um, Christians um, will find themselves being deceived and and don't even see it, and that's a so 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 I feel so bad for folks when I see um, their leader uh, being a deceiver and they can't see it, and you, and ninety percent of the time you can't talk them out of or they you know you can't talk a, a you can't talk them out of seeing otherwise. Right. So uh, that's that's funny how Jesus made them aware of that because. When they come, you really have to discern and start seeking God for truth uh, for those leaders that are leading you. Because if you don't know what it looks like, you truly will be deceived. I agree. Um, And just looking at taking a closer look at the scriptures, um, when it says uh, iniquity shall abound and the love of many shall wax cold. I definitely feel that we are in this era because as we we talked about in the last podcast, um, the transition of, you know, we watch these people who who profess to be Christians and the believers of our Lord and Savior, you know, a body of, you know, part of the body of believers. But yet and still, the word of God says, obey the laws of the land, and they refuse to do that. So it's like you have to, you know, look at look at those situations, you know what I'm saying, that, you know, because there's so much compromise and there's so many false prophets because that's uh, being – you know, rising up right now because they had a lot of people, you know, prophesizing that Trump was going to be there and in, in office again. And, and all those people believed it. So they felt like they were believing the truth that this is what God wanted. And so because of that, they felt like what they did was OK. And now it's like a lot of them was like, oh, you know, well, you know, obviously we shouldn't have done that. You know, then you have some feel like they still justified what they what they done and not to take away from this, but just a, just a point out that this is why you know the love of men are waxing cold because people i think are more or less following man and not necessarily always the voice of god if anything contradicts the word of god that is not the voice of god and for me it's so simple it's so black and white does this what they're telling you line up with the word of god if it doesn't line up with the word of god that's not god that's not the voice of god so and I love the fact that he says, those that endure to the very end, the same shall be saved. So we have to continue to stand on the word and to stand on God's truth, knowing that we cannot partake in these things that goes against his will, that goes against his word, and 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 think that it's justified because it's not. So I think that we can both agree that we both believe that we are witnessing the beginning of sorrows. Yes, I agree with that. Uh, I think that... Um in every area, we're starting to see things that um, that line up with that, and not just in the states, um, all over the country. There's uh, signs and wonders are happening. Um, earthquakes are getting closer to home where areas never saw earthquakes uh, happen before. So, yes, those those things are coming. Um, but Jesus also see, said that, but the end is not yet. So, for us um, believers, we still have time to grab and 
and and work on our family members because as a believer, your goal is to continue to try to win souls. So with that, I think the the hardest job of a believer to do right now is one uh, get on their mantles and get on their horses and and charge towards the non-believers with you know with full force trying to get those people in the right frame of mind. I, I agree. Um, and with that being said, because I don't want the listeners to think that we're just like you know pointing the finger at everyone else and we're not examining ourselves in this in in, in this season of uh, our lives. Um, do you feel like? How do you feel? Do you feel like you're doing everything that you can um, in preparing the people that you come in contact with? Because I feel like we all have a different type of ministry. Um, you know, I you know sometimes I might God might use me to witness to someone on my job or, you know what I'm saying? Or just, you know, I might have a friend that's going through something and I can, I can pray with them or, you know, I could, I could read scriptures with them and just, you know, give them, give them the answer through God's word. And, you know, it, it, sometimes I feel like I'm not doing enough, you know? And so how, how do you feel? You feel like you're doing everything that you've been equipped and called to do? No, I definitely don't believe that. And that I, I don't know if there's anybody that is, um, but that there's people that believe they are um, because uh, I, my thoughts are that there's always something you should be doing. And sometimes we don't move fast enough. Sometimes we we do when we shouldn't be doing anything but praying. But sometimes we say when there's no need to say there's a need to pray. And we we are not the best judge of that all the time. We we are especially ministers are quick to want to say something. And sometimes it, that's not the answer. Um, the answer mostly uh, sometimes come from God and we should hear, you know, slow to speak, pray, and then say, Hey, you continue to seek God for your answer. But a minister, you see them all the time, giving you the answer, how they prophesize over your life and tell you stuff, you know, that you want to hear. Then you walk away feeling encouraged. And then you, you go home and have to fight some real demons and you didn't, there wasn't any deliverance there. Right. You know, so you yes. really have to start evaluating that a man shouldn't be able to give you your answer other than help lead you to the answer. And that's Jesus. We have to find our focus. And especially those of us that are new in the Christ, um, try God first, get help from man second, right? Because if we put man in front of God, we're going to always want man to give us the answers we need. And that's what I find today that men are always in women. I just use men as a, as a, a, a plural there, leaders in the gospel, whether they be for Christ or not, or for self are, are always trying to be in front of Jesus. They want, they want their message to go. It's not Jesus message. It's about Jesus, but the true results is that they gain prosperity from it or income. And, and we're, we're turning away from God. And, and that's what becomes a false prophet. I mean, that's where we become a false leader, a false teacher, when you start moving away from God and bringing up your own agendas, you're not working for God anymore. You're working for yourself. Amen. Amen. And I agree because I know there's times where, you know, I've had people come to me and, you know, and, you know, may, maybe even seeking a word. And I, I basically, if God doesn't give me, give me a word for them, I'm not going to tell them something just out my flesh. I'll give them the scripture. You know, but as far as, you know, having a word of prophecy as speaking into their life, if God didn't give it to me, I'm not going to just, you know, because I don't, you know, I know that God is going to hold me accountable for whatever, you know, whatever comes out my mouth. And I, and I prayed all the time. And I'm sure most ministers out there pray all the time, like, Lord, let me not speak anything that's not of you, you know, because we, 
We, you know, I never want to be responsible for leading someone in the wrong direction and uh, just speaking something out of my flesh and the Holy Spirit didn't tell me to speak that. So we have to be careful. But one thing that I will know is in this hour, I would tell anyone to please seek God, seek his kingdom, um, you know, submit and surrender your life unto him. Because one thing you don't want to do is you don't want to miss God. And um, before before we bring this to a close, I just want to read this one scripture and then I'm going to let my husband, um, you know, uh, if he has any uh, closing remarks, I'll let him speak. But 2 Timothy 4 and 2 says, preach the word, be instant in season, out of season, reprove, rebuke, exhort with all long suffering and doctrine, meaning Make sure it's God's word. And sometimes, guys, we have to tear with people a little bit. Sometimes we have to just be patient and wait on God to move on them. But please, if God gives you something to give to someone, don't tear with that. Give it to them. And if they may not pick it up right there, know that that seed has been planted. And sometimes the way you tear with them is simply by praying for them. Don't give up on your loved ones. For the time will come where they will not endure sound doctrine, but after their own lust shall they heap upon themselves teachers having itching ears. So uh, today we have a lot of people that they want to stay in a sin and they want to find that, 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 that leader is going to not tell them the truth, but in order to keep them rooted in that ministry, paying tithes, whatever else, they're going to tell them exactly what they want to hear. So if you're given the opportunity to speak truth into someone's life, not your truth, but God's truth, by all means, in obedience, do it. Now, my husband, I want to ask him if you have any closing remarks. Well, I just want to uh, um, end, I guess, on uh, I'll try to make this encouraging, but I, what I was going to say wasn't really encouraging, so I'll, I'll change it just a little. Um, but I, I, I do want to say that, um, you know, this uh, Jesus' whole purpose here was to uh, uh, be your brother's keeper or be a good friend to your neighbors. Do as you, do to others as you want done to you. That was his message on earth. He says, if you want to know how it looks, go go do something for a stranger and treat them as 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 you would do me. So all of those tools are tools that we use every day. And do you see that happening every day? Go to Walmart and you can say, uh, that is is does everybody seem friendly? No. Is does does everybody seem like they'll give you the uh, something that you don't have that you need? No. So we know this this world is truly um, not getting better. So those of us that are truly trying to live for God, you have to make your mark on it, doing your part, right? Even the little pieces that you have to do shows up big in the world or the lives of others that don't have any. So continue to do your little, and you will be rewarded greatly. Amen. Awesome, awesome ending to, I think, a wonderful, wonderful episode. Well, guys, until next time. Stay safe, stay healthy. Bye for now.